All right. Welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got a tumbler full of Hendrix. I got a head full of thoughts. Let's go. All right. Let, let's, let's dive right into it. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about doing a little fucking. It's a good thing when Peter was helping me uh, put my profile up and set this whole shebang-a-bang running. Uh, <laughs> he was, yeah, you, sh- you want to make sure you want to hit the explicit button. Yeah, he was right. He was right. We're going to talk about fucking. More, more importantly or more specifically, we're going to talk about doing a little fucking and its relationship to religion. Now... I, I half y'all just turn this the fuck off. And by half, I mean of the two, probably the one that's listening. Yeah. Thank you, though. When, when I talk about the relationship between religion and sex, guys, I, it, it's important. And again, before I go on this tangent, I, I'm going to repeat the Robert Reed tagline. And that is if your version of Jesus makes you a better person, then I like your Jesus. I do. And what is my third or fourth shout out to Joseph motherfucking Nola. I love that guy. Every single time I see that fucker make a tweet, it is dripping with compassion. Now, again, those Twitter videos, you only got like two minutes and 20 seconds. So you can't get into detail, but motherfucker, all the other nice things, the, the one that really stands out because it's kind of stereotypically not Christian on trans visibility day, this fucker sends out this fantastic tweet. And the last line was to the trans brothers and sisters, you are not a problem that needs to be solved. I, I don't give a shit who sets it up. I don't give a shit what the topic is. I will never debate Joseph motherfucking Nola on his version of Jesus because his version of Jesus rocks. I like his Jesus. But that being said, there, there's a crippling relationship between at least in this case, Christianity. I'm a former Christian. I live in America. More specifically, I still live in the Bible Belt. There's a crippling relationship between sex and belief in the Christian God. So we're going to go over that today. And one of my main problems, no, my main problem with Sex and religion, again, as I refer to religion today, I'm specifically talking about Christianity. I'm sure other uh, religions have some fucked up ass uh, interpretations on who should and how they should have sex and all this other crap. So from here on out, when I say religion, just know that I'm talking about Christianity. But my main problem with religion when it comes to sex is... There really is no education. It's just simply prohibition. They've got this laundry list of shit of what you can't do. They have a list of people that you can't do it with. 
but they never really tell you how you can or should do it. I'm going to be doing a lot of coughing. Didn't get a lot of sleep last night, so my body's a little stressed out. But I'm going to do this fucking episode anyway. Matter of fact, the first shot of Hendrix is going to be to my goddamn self. Gang, I have had more coffee. My eyes are bloodshot red. I had to take a handful of aspirin just to kill the headache. I'm going to hit it with a little bit of this Hendrix. Hold on. Mmm, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. Let's get back on fucking religion. Fucking religion. It is a list of things that you can't do or shouldn't do, but there is no real education. And there within lies our problem. Because look, gang, there are a handful of natural impulses. There are things that you just don't have to be taught how to do. No one has to teach someone how to be hungry or thirsty. That's a natural impulse. You don't have to teach anyone how to be tired. Now, obviously, there are techniques, but you actually don't have to teach people how to defend themselves. If you think I'm bullshitting, go up behind someone who's totally unsuspecting. Make a loud noise. Clap. Slam a phone book. Do they even make phone books anymore? Slam a phone book on the ground. You duck your head and you cover it. That is a natural impulse. You don't have to teach people how to defend themselves. And you don't have to teach people, one, how to be horny. And you don't have to teach people who to be horny for. You are who you are. You are wired how you are wired. If you're a dude and you want to fuck some chicks, no one has to teach you how to do that. If you're a girl, you want to fuck some dudes, no one has to teach you how to do that. If you're a dude and you want to fuck some dudes, no one has to teach you how to do that. If you're a girl and you want to fuck some girls, no one has to teach you how to do that. If you're either or and you are attracted to either or, no one has to teach you how to do that. And here's the thing about natural impulses, gang. When we shame natural impulses, it makes the people who are practicing that impulse dig deeper and darker. It makes that practice more forbidden. It's kind of like what I call the cookie theory, right? Now, if you're at or around my age, you are told... If you have one cookie before dinner, you'll ruin your fucking appetite. Yeah, that's wrong. That was just a wives tale. That's not true at all. I always said if I had a kid and, you know, like, hey, dad, can I have a cookie? Yeah, you fucker, you can have one. Because the moment you say no, what do you do to that cookie? That cookie has become the most delicious cookie in the history of cookies and pastries. They may not eat it right now. Let your monkey ass leave the house. That kid who normally just wanted one or two now ate the whole fucking box of Oreos. You made it forbidden. They are now going to take that natural impulse and it's going to become darker. Now, here's a true story. I bullshit you not. Someone that I used to work with Invited me to dinner at her house. 
Her husband grilled up some tremendous uh, venison. It was wonderful. The dinner was fantastic. The conversation was fantastic. The person I brought, she was fucking fantastic. Everything about that was fucking fantastic. And I'll never forget, we're about halfway through the meal. I mean, the entrees sitting right there. And it was delicious. He stuck his foot in it. He really did. And as she's cutting into her venison steak, I still remember it. Now, you guys can't see me, so I'm going to talk this thing out. We're all talking, and she's cutting into the venison. And as he's talking to me, he looks at her. He looks at her plate. He looks at her. He looks at the plate. He looks at her. She drops her utensils. She's halfway to the dinner. He shamed her into not eating the rest of that meal. He couldn't be married to some hog for a wife. Bitch, you got to keep that fantastic figure. And she did have a great body. But you know what else she had? And more importantly, body dysmorphia. I learned that that night. And I found out you'll never guess what she does behind her husband's back. She eats her monkey ass off and she hates herself for it. I would say just let your wife have some dinner, but it's not your fucking place to say, woman, you could have some dinner. Bitch, eat that goddamn food. It was delicious and you wanted it. But he shamed a natural impulse, which made her, she already had the uh, body dysmorphia, but being married to that manipulative asshole didn't make it any better. He shamed a natural impulse, which made her do it deeper, but darker. I won't go into detail, but she had a fantastic figure. She actually did. You'll never guess how she kept it. I'll let y'all fill in that fucking blank. So when we shame a natural impulse versus encouraging it, more importantly, educating, it makes the people practicing that natural impulse Do it deeper and darker. Sex is no different. Sex may be the top of the heap. There are a whole bunch of tortured stats. You know, gay people. uh, What is that fuck face's name? Matt Powell. I tried to talk to him one time, but that ended up being a total clusterfuck. He rage quit, and I'll never talk to him again. But he has this tortured stat about... You know, um, at least uh, between gay men, that AIDS has a higher rate of blah, 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 blah. Now, if you just read it, he's absolutely right. But the way he presents it, he's absolutely wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. Anal sex. I told you we're going to talk about some fucking. Boy, I'm glad there's an explicit. I said anal sex. Something I never thought I'd say out loud where someone who I wasn't fucking would hear me. And for that, we're getting a little bit of this Hendrix. Hold on. Mm. Delicious and naughty. Gin and truth. Let's go. Where were we? Anal sex. Let's talk about the butt sex. The tissue in the anus is not as pliable as vaginal tissue. Let's just keep it real. So when you have the butt sex be it men to women or men to men, the chances of getting AIDS are higher. That's just a fact. 
the way this fucker was presenting it. Stick one dick and one butthole, man on man, bam, AIDS is created, it's bad. Do you know how you cut down on that? I'll tell you. First and foremost, you have comprehensive sex education. Secondly, you don't shame homosexual sexual activity. I say it once, I'll say it a million times. If your sex acts did not include a victim, I say have at it. If you feel safe and respect it, go for it. If you're straight and want to try some gay shit, knock yourself out. If you're straight, uh, gay and you want to try some straight shit, knock yourself out. If you've never had a threesome, you want to try it, knock yourself if, if everyone involved in your bedroom activities is on the up and up, totally informed, and more importantly, enthusiastically consenting, who gives a shit? And if the worst thing you can say at the end of the day is that wasn't for me, you learned something. Write that shit down. I have openly said, and I'm not joking, I'm an incredibly dominant sexual personality. But I was watching Wonder Woman. If y'all follow me on Twitter, I've almost half joked. It's like, maybe I'm a switch. <laughs> shit. Y'all see Gal Gadot? God damn. And it's not the outfit because it's not. she's beautiful. Her body's fucking incredible. But just something about the whole Wonder Woman thing and the magic lasso. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. Miss Godot will see you now. Holy shit. And if you're a dom and you want to try some sub shit and it's just not your game, like, okay, you and your partner sit down and talk that shit out. If everyone is on the up and up, then you fucking do that. You fu- fucking, I said fucking, this is going to be another one of those episodes. I'm going to get fucked up before the end of this show. You know what time it is. Hold on. Gin and truth and naughtiness. Let's go. But again, if everyone is on the up and up, then you do that shit. Again, Matt Powell presented a tortured stat, but he didn't tell you the stats behind the stats. Don't shame any sexual activity. Celebrate it. And more importantly, educate it. Watch how those numbers fall. Watch how those numbers fall. And part of the reason why I'm doing this show today is because I saw some fucked up ass tweet from fuckface Frank Turk. And again, if you follow me on Twitter, you know how much I don't love that asshole. And he put some stupid ass poll out about sex before marriage. Look, if you are not, like I said, anything. What you do is what you do. I'm not here to tell anyone how many sexual partners you should have or even if you should have one. That's on you. And if you don't want to have sex until you are married, do it. But make sure that's what you want to do, not your God. If you want to have a one-night stand, and again, if you feel safe and uh, protect it and respect it, do that shit. If you want to fuck five different people a week, be safe, be respected, do that shit. Or again, if you want to have one sexual partner, do that shit. But make sure that is your call. And the problem with religion is, again, when we talk about sexual uh, activities and sexuality, gender, there is it's only prohibition. It's only a laundry list of shit that you can't do. There is no education. 
And gang, I am struggling. And once again, at RC Reed 40, at RC Reed 40, hook, hit me up. I because I I'm struggling to find out a scenario where education is trumped by ignorance. Being fully informed, even when that information is bad. I would much rather know if my partner is fucking around on me. And because if we're in a monogamous relationship, I, that's some shit that I want to know for a variety of reasons. I can't think of a single situation to where being fully informed is the worst option. And that's my problem with religion when it comes to sex. It's only, it is only prohibition. There is no education. Now, I went, so when, okay, you can't miss me. If you guys don't know what I look like, I'm 6'3", probably in my mid-240s. And like I said before, let's just say most of it is not fat. I live in a mostly white town. I'm a bald-headed, bearded black dude with a deep voice. I stand out in a fucking crowd by simply converting oxygen to carbon dioxide. Now, most of the people who's who have known me, they knew me during my hardcore Christian years. And yes, I'm a former hardcore Christian. Bam. I wasn't in a cult or anything. But to say that I know the Bible is to be putting it gently. Let's just say that. Missing Sunday school and church? Yeah, that wasn't an option. Check. You got your ass there one way or another. So, yeah, I was once very religious. Then I broke away from that shit at the age of 39. On my right forearm, there's this enormous uh, script A tattoo, which is one of the symbols for atheism. So you couldn't miss it. I did it for me. But people couldn't miss it. And so people were like, hey, what's that? Is that Aquaman? Is that the Avengers? Like, no, it's a symbol for atheism. I went through the exact same responses all of you guys did, right? Hold on, let me write some shit down because I'm on a tangent. I'm tired. Austin Stone. But, you know, you're, oh, you're an atheist. So that means you worship the devil? Oh, you're an atheist, but you're so nice. You're an atheist, so you're you're mad at God. You guys know all the bullshit. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a long. <laughs> so, so I went through all the same shit most of y'all did, right? But one of the things that I did go through, which I'm sure y'all went through as well, was everyone was trying to save my eternal soul. We got to get Robert back to the flock. Robert, talk to my pastor. Talk to my preacher. Talk to my elder. Robert, come to my church service. And I always said, sure. But here's the thing. My only condition was I get to ask all the questions I want. Many of people learned that was a bad idea for them. Because y'all know all their standard excuses, right? And when you're a Christian, like I was, you realize there is a door that you can't open. As an atheist, I can't. I can continue to say that makes no fucking sense at all whatsoever. None. Zip, zero. Well, Robert, what about John 3.16? Who gives a shit? You got a still answer for John 3.18, which pretty much trumps John 3.16. Look it up if you don't know the fucking verse. 
Well, Robert, Jesus never said, well, well I don't give a shit because I don't believe Jesus had magic powers. Have you read the New Testament? Well, I've read the Bible three times. Well, Robert, what about the book of John? Uh, is it in the Bible? Yeah. Then I've read it three fucking times. Stop it. I went through all that bullshit that y'all probably went through as well. But my favorite slash not favorite, there were two ladies at work. And I'm going to say the church's name because if that church burned the fuck down, I would actually celebrate the Austin Stone. If you watch the Atheist Experience, which I highly recommend you definitely watch all the retro clips, uh, it's a church here in Austin, and it's definitely known for its hardcore, unforgiving stance on everything. And these two ladies were determined to get me back to the flock. And so, it's like, Robert, will you come to the church with us? Like, yeah, but you know my conditions. I get to ask all the questions I want. Well, these two jackasses took me during the month of sexual sin. It's like, do you know me at all? I'm a kinky, perverted bastard with a trans older sister. <laughs> I'm an ally. This is not going to go well. The first one was about jerking off. I will spare y'all the story. Godless Iowan. I go to his channel. I described one of the stories where I was literally on the floor laughing. This story was so fucking ridiculous. I'm like, who's buying this shit, <laughs> right? But at the end of this, because it was about porn, right? And one of the things was, and I don't know how the internet works or that other shit, but you, you kind of, it was for the men, and you would sign up. And some way, somehow, again, I don't know how this works, but basically... I can see what you're looking up and you can see what I'm looking up. So if I get on bigbootyredheads.com, uh, you can see me and now you can shame the shit out of me. Okay, that's just fucked up. I don't care what you say, right? Again, no education, just prohibition. It's a laundry list of shit that you can't do. But the part that, and I've seen this before, and I openly admit, I hope I can get this in before I have to take a break. I openly admit, one of my favorite topics, not even necessarily products, one of my favorite topics is porn. If you haven't listened, get on YouTube and seriously, just type in porn interviews. These are the, some of the most interesting people you've ever met. They, nor the porn industry, is what it's made out to be. I remember watching one documentary in which uh, they said the bottom line, if you were to put together the bottom lines, and I can't, it was in the early 2000s, uh, if you were to put together the bottom lines of uh, MLB, NFL, and the NBA, their profits, what they pocketed, you still would not get the one-year profit you got from pornography. And my argument off of that was always, you're lying. So when someone got high and mighty and I was like, the numbers say you're lying. It's not just me and like 10 dick slapping perverts jerking off. It's you too. And the numbers say you're lying. It was in the billions of dollars, gang. That means everyone's doing it. No one's admitting it. But Austin Stone had some asshole, like I've seen other stories before. And it was some former porn producer, allegedly, who found Jesus, right? 
And he's exactly what, you know, 5'8", 275 pounds. It's been at least two weeks since he's shaved. He's got a fucking micro penis. And he goes and he tells you what, quote unquote, every porn set is like, right? And it's like a whole bunch of girls, you know, 10 or 15 girls in the corner. Each one is literally sitting right on top of their 18th birthday. But maybe three or four of them are just really mature looking 14 year olds. And right there in the middle, there's this big pile of fucking cocaine in the other corner. There's a whole bunch of guys just sitting there laughing at the girls and fucking going over and kicking them in their fucking vagina. And then you tell the girls, hey, look, if you just jerk off for like 10 minutes, I'll give you $17. That's a fair day's pay. What they don't know is that there's 25 guys with 15-inch rock-hard cocks who are coming in, and there's going to rail the shit out of them. That's what every porn set is like. Okay, I'm not saying there's not abuse in porn, but that's not what every porn set is like. But they've got a narrative to sell. Having sex, enjoying sex, jerking off, it's all bad. So they get this asshole here, you know, to come and tell you this story to, to, to fit their preconceived notions of what sex and sexuality should be. That's how they get you to sign up for that fucking net ranger, net nanny bullshit, where if you even think about getting on porn, it's not like they come and talk to you, they shame you. I know that. Because I've sat there and I've watched these people go through the hell when someone got caught, you know, going on, you know, manhole.com and some dude who's secretly gay is jerking off to two dudes enjoying a vibrant and healthy sex life. He's jealous. And there's no education to say, oh, oh, I'm you're gay. Dude, fuck me. Stop acting like you like girls. It's all right. There's nothing wrong with being gay. Be safe and enjoy. But no, that's not what they do. They're only there to tell you what it is you can't do, and they're there to tell you who you can't do it with. Now, I'm going to try and squeeze this one in before the break. Carter Cruz. Now, a lot of y'all are, I'm going to say some names, and y'all are all going to lie. I'm like, oh, who's Carter Cruz? Fuck you. You know who Carter Cruz is. She's a hot little bastard. I don't even like small girls, but she's pretty fucking hot. But I remember an interview with uh, Carter Cruz, and there was this big uh, controversy with uh, another uh, former actress called Mia Khalifa. Khalifa. Once again, you guys are like, who's Mia Khalifa? Shut the fuck up. You know who Mia Khalifa is. She's hot too. Shit. Well, Mia Khalifa had uh, not pleasant experience in the porn industry look her up i'm not going to spare you the time and plus i only got like a minute and a half before i have to go to the break and so she's making her rounds i mean she's on the bbc uh hold on porn reference you know what time it is i said bbc hold on you mm. delicious and naughty gin and truth let's go hold on let me write this down like i said i am tired gang I'm literally going off of zero seconds of sleep. So BBC, Mia. Because <laughs> we're coming up on the 28-minute mark. So y'all know what time it is. I'm going to go drain the weasel. I'm going to refill some of this delicious Hendrix. Then I'm going to come back 
and we're going to talk about fucking, and we're going to talk about religion. But when I get back, I'm going to finish BBC. And of course, like I said, part of me, some of y'all, I'm like, oh, what's BBC? Rob, shut the fuck up. You know what BBC is. I'm going to talk about the BBC and Mia Khalifa and Carter Cruz and everybody else. Gang, I'll be right back. Gin and truth. Let's go.